The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 850. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have an amazing lady on the show today. She is a logistics readiness officer of the United States Air Force, and I'm super excited to have her on today to share her story on confidence. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Joanne Whitlock. Joanne, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to the listeners. Hey, Sheena. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So honored to have to be on this podcast. Very excited. Yes, like you said, I'm an Air Force officer. I've been in for about 10 years now, born and spent my early childhood in the Philippines, and then later childhood and like early adulthood in Florida. So I'm immigrated over here. Got my bachelor's in biological anthropology, master's in forensic science, and I was a forensic investigator for a few years in the Washington, D.C. area before I decided to join the Air Force because I've come from a family of just military members and service. So like I said, I've been doing that for about 10 years now. I've been deployed to Africa, Middle East, and have been stationed at various locations across the country and overseas. So it's been a, quite a big ride, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it, but really happiest when I'm traveling, which is why I'm a big part of the military and you know exploring just the world, big adventurer, travel junkie. So it kind of fits my personality. Thanks for sharing that. And I know we've mentioned, uh, we've talked before because I interviewed you on a previous podcast and I just love your story, everything that you've done, because it's not typical, especially in our culture. But Joanne, I wanted to ask, you know, what's your cultural background? So I'm actually full Filipino, born and raised in Manila. Like I said, naturalized American citizen because my stepfather, who is you know, American, who's actually the only dad that I know, I don't know my biological father. He adopted me and my siblings. So that's how we got over here to the States, but very strongly identify with my Filipino roots, whether it's from the language to the food to the heritage, certain traditions. I'm very much Filipino through and through. So Filipino American, raised Roman Catholic, like many Filipinos. So still go through some of the traditions. I still call my older siblings, you know, Ate and Kuya, all that. So Filipino heritage and pride is definitely who I am. And being American and being American patriotism, that's my why. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, we really can't deny the Filipino food, right? It's just so good. I mean, garlic rice every day, you can't say no to that. So thanks for sharing that. And what be your favorite self-confidence quote? Oh, I was thinking about this and I can't really pinpoint one. Like I'm a big quote person. I'm a big inspirational words kind of person reading them online on that. But I've, all the ones that I do love and kind of put together, they're all relate to just the concept of being naturally and faithfully you and believing in yourself. So some of my, I don't have a hard one, but some of my favorite self-confidence quotes, you know, Maya Angelou said, you alone are enough and you have nothing to prove to anybody. Another one is with by Wayne Dyer. Remember that you cannot fail at being yourself. So like I said, I just love quotes that are all about just being yourself. Bruce Lee, one of my favorites, always be yourself and have faith in yourself. Don't go out and look for a successful personality and try to duplicate it. I try to definitely try to live by that and just be uniquely me. One of my favorites is, I, I have no idea who said it, saw this a long time ago, wrote it in my notebook and my planner and kind of read it. You know, don't downgrade your dreams to match your reality. 
upgrade your belief to match your vision. I love that. It's also a great reminder because, you know, we always feel like we have to be somebody else, especially in our culture, right? We're constantly told to live one way in life, never rock the boat, stay in the background, but that really hurts us, right? And this is why, you know, there's less Asian women in leadership, you know, we're easy targets for the Stop Asian Hate Movement. And it's really up to us to show up as our true selves, to speak up, to showcase that, you know, we are not defined by our negative stereotypes. So I really loved all the quotes that you mentioned. And in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? So my basic definition of self-confidence is probably you know, just being secure in who you are. That's physically, mentally, and emotionally, just overall encompassing you, just being secure in who you are. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the perfect person or perfect specimen in any way or any of the three, but that you own where you are in your journey with no apologies, know where, you know, maybe your setbacks or where your failures are and where you can be better, but just owning who you are without any apologies and just being secure in that. No. And then with that kind of goes hand in hand is not feeling the need to compare yourself to others or need not needing to see constant validation. Like your success is not based on other people. So obviously everybody knows validation is always a great boost to have, but allowing that to be what only defines you and your self-worth, you know, that's a different story. So not needing the validation, but obviously we all love validation. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially when you know, we're constantly compared to our sisters, our cousins, you know, our friends, friend, daughters, you know, it, it can take a toll on us. And then if we feel like we constantly need validation and really it's all about how you want to live, you know, how do you make yourself happy? Success, everyone's definition of success is always different and that's okay because we're all different people. And I like how you mentioned being secure doesn't mean like you're 100% confident. It's like you can be scared and vulnerable and still show up as yourself. So Really being your authentic self is really, you know, the most important part. I know it's easier said than done, it's a little bit cliche, but it's true, right? It's really true. And the more we ingrain that, the more people can realize that. So I love your definition. Like growing up in a Filipino household, you know, you were supposed to be a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, like those were kind of embedded in you, like, like you said, those stereotypes. And I think, you know, I kind of followed that up until a point where just being uniquely me, those things were not where I was meant to be. Yeah. And, and, you know, you have a great story. I mean, you went from, so you, you, you went from a forensic investigator to working in the Air Force. Which, so we'll get into that a little bit later, but I wanted to ask you, what was your life like before you discovered self-confidence? So, like I said, I kind of followed just what you should be or what society in this case, you know, the Filipino community kind of tells you you should be. So I was obviously a lot more passive in my younger years, you know, I kind of tended to go along with the you know, even just the gender, the racial jokes, the stereotypes, the microaggressions, because it was the easy thing to do. And, you know, I didn't want to ruffle the feathers. And I just kind of falling into that submissive stereotype of Asian females, you know, and I'm 5'2", obviously Asian female, I'm not physically imposing or, you know, my voice is not loud. So I don't necessarily like stand out. So it's easy to be overlooked or disregarded. The military, even before us, like the forensic investigator, you know, when I was in a room and looked around, one of these things, is not like the other, like I definitely sit out in that sense, you know, I just, so I just kind of allowed myself to kind of blend in, you know, and looking back, I think that mindset may have caused me to experience, you know, certain like imposter syndromes during certain parts of my life when I was gaining success. Because I've always been a go-getter and overachiever growing up. And growing up, I grew up in just in a diverse environment once I moved to the States, which, you know, which that kind of went away as I got into my career choices, because 
again, forensic investigator military, it's not heavily heavy on Asians and Asian females. So the feelings of being dismissed kind of slowly crept up as I got more settled into my career. You know, and maybe the microaggressions and all those things have always been there. And I just became more aware of it in my surroundings as I got older. But that was kind of kind of my journey prior to, I guess, yeah, self-discovery, self-confidence and how things were. You know, it's not easy, too, because back in the day, nobody, nobody, nobody ever talked about racism or the microaggressions we went through. Right. Nobody, you know, people can make comments about the, us and we were OK with it because we didn't know any better. Right. And then. As things started escalating, it and we really like you know everyone started realizing like, hey, that's actually not appropriate. Actually, that's very offensive. That's when we start speaking up, right? And then sometimes we get backhanded comments like, well, you know, you're Asian, you're supposed to be quiet, you're supposed to be the model citizen. It's like according to who? That's why now we have to start speaking up more and you know calling some things out because it's just not appropriate now right back then we just didn't know any better and we didn't know any better because it wasn't even taught in classes right like the things our community went through in the US and Canada for centuries right the racism that they went through because there's always like a misconception that racism only happened during the pandemic against Asians but it's been for centuries it's just it was never it was never put in in history books so for you Joanne you know what was it like or what was your aha moment when you realized you were more than enough to go out there, especially taking the, you know, untypical route, right? Going to being a forensic investigator, which I think is so cool. Going from that to the U.S. Army, uh, U.S. Air Force, right? Which is another amazing thing, which is also not typical for an Asian female, especially in your role. Like you're in a more leadership role, which is phenomenal. But, you know, it's not really talked about enough. What was your aha moment? I don't know if I exactly recall like one major moment that I would say was my aha moment in life. It was kind of more of a culmination of all the various experiences throughout my adult life and career. You know, so as a forensic investigator, I worked with police and detectives quite a bit. And male detectives used to tell me in my early 20s when I was an investigator, hey, you're too pretty for this line of work. And at the time, I'm just blowing it off. But, you know, then as I transitioned to another profession that's also extremely male-dominated, the Air Force and the military, and at both white male-dominated at that. So, you know, just these different exp- examples. So, like, you know, having lunch with my male coworker while we're both in uniform, while we're both in military uniform, someone comes up and thanks my coworker for his service. And it doesn't acknowledge me at all. We're sitting at the exact same table wearing the exact same uniform. You know, so that's happened more than more than once. Or I go to the DMV for my vehicle registration or, or some other kind of agency where I'm applying for like military or veteran status, you know, and then I get told, oh, no, I'm sorry, the military member must be present. Like they're the ones who get the benefit. And I'm like, that's that is me. I am. That is me. Or, you know, or I'm moving to another military assignment. So I have the moving company at my house. And they're packing up my belongings and then the movers, you know, are like, oh, how long has your husband been in the military? And I'm like, I'm the one in the military. You're moving me. Like, so being called uh, another example. So I've been called mean for being, you know, what I think is just being a leader. I'm trying to you know, set standards or you know, discipline. But then when a male counterpart is pretty much is very similar, says the same thing. So they're called assertive and almost looked up to. So it's just kind of, it's just perpetual moments like that that kind of creep in on you and kind of chip away at everything. So constant exposure to those kind of preconceptions and being disregarded just eventually wears you down. So it's like, you know, it's like, it's almost, it's so hard to believe that a female can be in the military. It's hard to believe that an Asian female can be in the military. Like, why is this always the first thought? 
I've had conversations in the past where they talk about the poster boy, the poster boy of the military, the poster boy of the Air Force, and they're usually referring to a tall white guy. So when, you know, when is the poster child, the poster girl of the military or the Air Force be somebody else that, you know, that looks like me, that looks for another minority? So when I experience clear prejudice, I'm certain leaders in the military, I have felt that strongly as well. So with, with each instance or just these predetermined assumptions, you know, it's this evolution within me that's finding my voice more and more. So I was just tired of being discounted and then not to mention Asian females and senior leadership roles in the military and, you know, and in the corporate world and outside. It's just such a rare thing to see. So kind of all of that throughout my career, I guess, is my big aha moments, not like one point in time was my aha moment. It was just all of that coming together and just finally getting to me. That's, that's a lot, right? And, you know, especially in our culture, we're just told to let it go. Don't say anything. Be grateful you have a job. But, you know, we hit a boiling point where we're like, enough is enough. Like, just because I'm 5'2", I'm Filipino, I'm a woman, they can't treat me like that, right? I'm an officer. I'm actually a senior. I have a senior position. They should treat me as a leader, right? And like you mentioned, like, if we were go, if women were to go out there and just reach out to people, make that first move in their business or career, they're taught they're called too too ambitious, too much, too extra. Meanwhile, a man does the same exact thing, and it's like, oh, he's confident. And they get praised while we get, you know, we get belittled, right? And society is just, to be honest, too harsh on women in general, even more so women of color. And this is why we need to learn to be kinder to ourselves, to break that cycle, to break how women are seen because. It's going to take a lot of unlearning for society to realize like, hey, you know, this is this is not working anymore. Like women aren't secondhand to men. We need to, you know, we should be at least equals. Right. And we don't want to wait 130 years to reach gender parity because that's just too, too long. Taylor Swift's song, The Man, that song by Taylor Swift, hands off. Like that is my like theme song when I'm just driving to myself and driving on myself and need like this go to music after certain experiences like this. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, because of, you know, your realizations and your experiences that you've been through, what's your life been like now? So really, like I said, that evolution within me where I've just been finding my voice more and more, you know, I never, I no longer doubt whether I belong somewhere, or whether my skills are enough. You know, if I've been invited somewhere, or if I'm in a meeting, then I already belong. So just stopping to doubt myself and not you know, just stopping doubting myself and just having these getting in my own way. You know, I don't shy away from speaking up in meetings, you know, like as before, I kind of just you know, blend in, you know, now when I stick out in the room, you know, rather than just trying to blend in and be quiet, you know, I view the fact that I stick out as a positive thing and then eagerly provide my insight and different perspective. You know, and I consider myself now a very strong advocate for DEI, you know, and empowering minorities and women, you know, within the military and outside. You know, it's involved me that passion has like and led me to get involved with you know barrier analysis working groups in the Air Force that studies the barriers in recruiting and promotion, you know, of Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, Pacific Islanders. I became a big brother, big sister mentor to high school minority youth. So that's been very fulfilling for me as well, just seeing, you know, young teenage girls of color and this being a mentor to them. You know, I sat on, as you know, I sat on a board for a nonprofit organization that's focused on supporting and empowering API community through media arts and entertainment. And I know that I follow behind some really incredible trailblazers and that I can influence those who come after me. 
So that definitely has ignited this fire in me. Um, and I'm going to continue down that journey of just pushing back against stereotypes and empowering those who to find their inner strength and just enact change and just shape this culture of inclusivity that we are so not there yet. And we are, there's so much more work to be done. And then now, as you know, also I'm now part of the Women Who Boss Up Project. So I'm very, very thrilled about that and be involved in a new book coming out soon. Yes. And you're one of our featured authors, you know, you're going to change so many lives and just, just, you know, change the way how women are seen in the military, especially in leadership roles, because it needs to be done, right? 2022, and we're still dealing with, you know, pretty much the same stuff. It's like, sometimes we go one step forward, two steps back, but just because that happens doesn't mean we stop. We, we keep moving forward. We might have to work a thousand times harder to get the message across, but if we don't do it, no one else does, right? And I always say, if you want uh, representation that you you crave for it really has to start with ourselves regardless if we have no clue what we're doing so i did that you'll be in our upcoming book and you know to the woman who's listening to your episode she may be in her own journey to self-confidence what would be that one tip you'd give to her to that woman i will say this to you like force the world to tell you no and then keep going anyway admittedly like that is still something that i battle with sometimes I have to keep telling myself, like getting in my own head, you know, getting in my own way, and then sometimes wanting to give up or thinking that I don't have what it takes when certain opportunities arise. But, you know, at the end of the day, just I believe in the sheer power of believing in yourself that, like I said earlier, everybody has everything that it takes within them to be successful. So just not letting yourself be your own worst enemy and being the hindrance, your own hindrance to your own progress and success boldly take on the world, I guess, is a, is a good way. And just force the world to tell you no, force other people to tell you no, don't be the one that tells yourself no, like force the world to tell you no, then make it a goal to prove them wrong and keep going anyway. I love it. And that was great advice. I know sometimes when someone tells you no, that, you know, sometimes it gives you the drive to say, like, I'm going to prove it to you, watch me, right? Just watch me. And, you know, don't worry about what other people tell you, right? If you know, you're capable you know, you can do it. And as women, we are capable. It's just some how we're seen, how we're perceived, especially how we perceive ourselves is really what stops us from making that first move. And then the more we get away from that and show others like a different perspective, like you are capable, you are more than enough to create the change that you want within yourself and others, you know, you become unstoppable. So I love that advice that you mentioned. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do and uh, wanted to learn more about the, the U.S. Air Force, is there any uh, links or social media profiles you can connect with? Yes, definitely. Connect with me on LinkedIn. That URL is just joanne-whitlock. So my first name, hyphen Whitlock, very active on LinkedIn. Reach out to me directly on there and I'll gladly talk to anybody, you know, about my own journey, the military, how that's been, any questions you may have. I am very, very open to talking to anybody about any of that. So yes, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm happy, happy to chat. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Joanne, you can also head on over to the thetowofselfconfidence.com and search for Joanne's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I just really want to thank Joanne today for taking the time to share her story and journey with us. So thank you so much, Joanne. Yes, thank you, Sheena. Not a problem. Such an honor having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Tao of Self-Confidence. 
You can order your copy of Asian Women Who Boss Up Book by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.